Warning, in this podcast, we speak freely as a form of expressing ourselves. With that being said, this episode may contain explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Foot News, where we talk most things football, also known as soccer. We'll try to keep you up to date with the most important things happening in the world of football. We love the Premier League and we love playing FPL. Those will be our main focus, but of course, there's the World Cup, Champions, and Europa League, and a bunch of other important things that could be happening. It's just a couple of friends talking about the game they love. I'm your host, X. Let's get it. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, whenever it is you might be listening. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Foot News. I'm here with my boy Georgie, live from 305 from Miami. This is how much he cares about us. Uh, you know, he's out there. He took his thanks to make sure that this episode came out for you guys. It is going to be a slightly shorter episode than usual. We're not going to get super into depth about the, you know, the the results of the Premier League just because there is another game week happening. We actually forgot to mention that, but there is another game week happening. It starts tomorrow, Tuesday, so it'll go on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So we should be putting out an episode Thursday night to recap uh, basically everything that's going to happen well, that happened in game week 11 and uh, game week 12. Uh, you know, the major talking points, obviously, we can't talk about every every result because then we'd be here talking forever. Um, but today we, we wanted to bring you guys just a little episode just so you guys can listen to. We are without Chacon. Uh, he is feeling a bit under the weather, so make sure you guys wish him a speedy recovery. Um, yeah, hope you, hope you feel better, bro, and uh, you're with us next episode for sure. But we're going to get straight into it. Um, we will talk about the, the Liverpool City game because I feel like that was the game of the week. We'll kind of get into it and because it actually it, it affected the table in a good way, for me at least, uh, you know, Liverpool, like you were saying, George, uh, you were saying you wouldn't be surprised if uh, Klopp took that one from City. How, did you watch that game? What did you think about that? Were you, were you, like you said, not surprised at all? I mean, like I said, I, I don't know why people would be surprised. Uh, I know there were some fans out there, Liverpool fans, that honestly, even City fans that were probably just thinking just how their quote-unquote in their forms were that it was going to be a lopsided victory, but Something about club, I don't know. Can't explain it. And it's just Liverpool as a team. I guess they just get up for, for this type of game, and and they did. And even I mean, when you looked at the lineup, you saw Milner, you know, as the quote unquote right back, and then you saw also Joe Gomez on that right center center back. You thought it was going to be a tough afternoon, and they they hang up pretty well. And you know, congratulations to them, motherfucker. Uh, about about getting the dub and. Um, I guess hey, the the disallowed goal. I mean, I guess you can say it was a foul, but hey, well, it was a it, foul. By, it was a foul. It was yeah. a foul. It was but biasly, I'm gonna say it, it was soft. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it was a deserved win. It could have gone either way, honestly. But um, yeah, I mean, the atmosphere was great, and club, you know, had to get a red card. You know, you know how that goes. Yeah, it just is one of those ways. It's just that game was good atmosphere, like that Liverpool Arsenal, you know, great atmosphere. So it was a good game, great game. Oh yeah, it was it was fantastic to watch. It was back and forth, and what a what a fucking goal by Mo Salah. Uh, Allison reads that, sends that punt. Uh, Cancelo's on Mo. Mo turns, just a beautiful turn, goes on and finishes one one. And Ederson actually had um a fucking amazing save on Mo Salah. It was basically the same thing. Mo was right there, one v one, and like you couldn't like at first you're thinking he went wide with it, but when they showed the like the slow motion camera, it was like a fingertip save, 
And it was a brilliant yeah, was. save. So Mo could have had two. And honestly, back to Mr. More Complete Player than Haaland, uh, he could have gave Mo a second goal when he came in uh, during the second half. It was 2v3 almost. Uh, he had Mo yep. Salah on the right, to his right, could have passed him a ball, would have been a tap-in for Mo Salah, and this man decided to try to shoot. Now, I don't know what you know some people are thinking but obviously a complete player reads that and uh, sends it across um a lot of people were saying you know where was Haaland where was Haaland where was Haaland you know Haaland was trying he tried to do his thing but I will say that Van Dyke went back to that Van Dyke that we knew Van Dyke was absolutely he played out of his mind fucking world-class center back and uh, Allison had a great game and man that that Liverpool defense showed up I mean it's Anfield and it was crazy because I saw this thing Van Dyke has never lost a Premier League game at Anfield for Liverpool Never. I didn't know that. I, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, didn't know that either. He has never lost a Premier League game at Anfield. And that's 68 games and counting. And everybody thought yeah. this was going to be it. This is the first one that he loses. Van Dyke said, fuck that. I ain't losing. I'm a fucking wall back here. And he did exactly that. And that was world class from him. So I won't, you know, when you put Haaland going against, you know, probably arguably right now, currently the best center back and one of the best center backs in the world, then you know, you can't like be like, oh, he didn't do nothing. It's different. Like, you know, when Salah played Arsenal, where the fuck was he at? He didn't do a fucking thing. Now, he, you know, Gabriel's no world-class defender. Saliba's maybe on his way there, but, you know, he's not still, you know, at Van Dyke's level. Let's be real here. So, you know, it's yeah. a little different when you're playing against arguably one of the best center backs in the world currently. So, uh, so yeah, man, it was a fantastic game. I'm super happy that Liverpool came out with this win uh, because it, you know, puts Arsenal top of the table. I think they're four points clear at the top. Now, I'm not getting super excited, but it is obviously, you know, every game counts in the Premier League. Anything can happen. Yeah, you're getting excited. You're getting excited. I mean, excited. you know, I got to be happy. I got to be happy. But we can't talk too much about Arsenal. We got some feedback about being Arsenal yeah. news, so we'll we'll move on from that. But anyways, <laughs> Arsenal does sit top of the table. Yeah. Um, hey, we're real quick, real quick, real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Haaland had a couple in the first half. He had that header mm-hmm. that... You know, uh, right? I think it was De Bruyne that gave it to him. Oh yeah, platter. on a platter. You know, he missed, and he just missed it. But I mean, it happens. And uh, it was at a, it was at a tough angle, I would say. And you know, headers. No, you know, yeah. I at mean, the angle and he Allison had. was at a, yeah, Allison was you know in great position too. So, yep. I mean, obviously they made it tough for him. And I mean, when Van Dyke is on his game, he he can stuff anybody. And this is not to say Holland shouldn't produce, but I mean. Hey, if uh, if he's trash now, then I I guess that that uh that banter, you know the 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 naysayers uh, I guess have a game to go off of, right? That he didn't score, uh, but I mean as a team they'll bounce back. I mean Cancelo, honestly, he fucked up on that one. Yeah, yeah, he looked like us. He looked like a Sunday league player out there. The way he all laid that shit. You're about to say he looked like us. <laughs> yeah, he looked like <laughs> me out there. Um. But uh, and even before that, the one that you said, uh, Ederson, it was uh, I think it's Diaz that slipped, and, and he and talking about not passing it to Salah, he he had Jota for a tap in basically. Yeah, he but he it, but so. he's one v one. I mean, you're taking that. No, the Darwin Nunes one was a lot different. I mean, there was defenders there around him. Uh, obviously, a defender no, yeah. going towards him. He just had it slipping in left foot to Mo- Salah. Nobody was with him. It would have been a tap in. He decided not to pass the ball, kept dragging forward, still had the pass, didn't do it, cut inside, and shot. And that was just, that was selfish. He should have just passed the ball. Salas, were, I, I know what you're talking about, right at the halfway line, Ruben Diaz tries to go back and slips, almost like a Gerard slip. Um, yep. And, you know, you're not going to catch Salah, so he went all the way. And I thought he had all the right to do it. Honestly, 
I don't know how many other keepers would have taken it out because that was fucking brilliant. I mean, no, you it, had to slow it, it down, slow, slow down, and you would see it. And man, that those fingertips are what saved that goal because I think otherwise it would have hit the post and went in, and that would have been the one zero. No, yeah, no, yeah. But you know, twenty twenty hindsight, hey, he passes it to Jota and he taps it in, or even walks it in, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. I mean, nonetheless, they got the win. A hey, uh, the top four. I know we talked about if it's too late. I think it is too late for them to say that it's, you know, they're back on the run for the title unless Arsenal and City fall off a cliff, which I doubt. Uh, there's too many points to make up there. But, I mean, at least in the top four, I mean, you can, that third and fourth spot, you can say, yeah. it's definitely back Oh yeah, you know, back it's, for the pickings. And, man, and we've been seeing it, you know, them playing, they when they played Arsenal, when they played, uh, who they played, uh, the week before that i don't remember but they've been they've been ready they've been coming back they've been moving it was it, it was brighton it was brighton okay three yeah. three. Oh, three three yeah then trussard went and scored a hattie yep yeah that, so but you know those glimpses and this new for the the new way they're playing with salah being basically their striker i think it's working out because i mean you see what he does he's a killer he just needed putting him out wide and then not letting him i mean you know he likes to cut inside and have those shots but having given him that freedom of being a forward i think this works out you know perfectly so i, I think that well, well the way that they're playing i think they they should be all right well yeah it's almost i mean to an extent kind of like barcelona was back in the day where they had messi the right winger quote unquote and he will tuck in to the middle and have dani alves run the line you know, he'll push up, so maybe, you know, they can play around with some there. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, there's still another 20-plus games left for this season. So, obviously, it worked out for them now. Uh, I mean, you can't expect that shit to work all the time. You know, teams adjust, so you got to make some type of adjustments to it. Uh, if not, some other team's going to kill you down the line, so... I mean, they they got the dub, so that's all that matters. So, and and at probably against the toughest opponent, they're probably going to face, uh, you know, one of the toughest games they'll probably face. I mean, speaking of tough, though, things things do get tough with any any team in the Premier League. You never know, you know, Leeds, Bournemouth, or, or Brentford, or Fulham can give you a tough game. So, I mean, but oh, yeah. especially, you know, this this opponent, this this fixture, everybody was, like you said, Klopp just well, has Pep's number for some reason. Yeah, I think he's, I think he, I think he was up ten to nine in all time, so I guess now he goes eleven to nine, like in all time, uh, you know, head to head record. So, and we're talking about Borussia times too. So, you know, it's not just Premier League. So, he's had his number for a while. Yeah, but so. I mean, so good result for Liverpool. They move up to eighth place. Uh, City stay in second with twenty three points. Liverpool is in eighth place with 13 points, which is, you know, nobody would have thought that that's where they'd be. But definitely a major, major team that they'd be. Great fixture. Um, and again, we'll talk about the rest of the results combined game week 11 with game week 12. I know that Arsenal and City don't have, uh, they're supposed to play each other this upcoming game week. Uh, but I think because of Arsenal's Europa League uh, a match, they postponed it. And people are saying they were scared to play them. Relax, okay? They did this to us last year when they would postpone the games against us because they knew. I think Liverpool did it to us too when Klopp didn't have enough. He did have enough players, but he claimed that he didn't and didn't want to play us. But whatever, we're massive, and that's 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 okay. Uh, so your table right now currently looks with uh, Arsenal, City, Tottenham, uh, Chelsea, United, Manchester United, I should say, Newcastle, Brighton, Liverpool, Brentford, Bournemouth, Fulham, West Ham, Crystal Palace, Everton. 
Leeds, Aston Villa, Wolverhampton, Southampton, Leicester City, and Nottingham Forest. Uh, yeah. So that's how it sits right now. We do have fixtures Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week. We'll uh, we'll see how this table looks afterwards. Yeah. Um, hey, real quick, Javi. Yeah. You don't have to clarify and say match the United. Everybody knows when you say United, everybody knows who United is. Massive, massive club. Massive club. Oh, yeah. so, so. Hey, hey, all I'm going to say, I'm not going to talk about the game. All I'm going to say, there were three games on at that time. There was the Arsenal, there was the Chelsea, and there was the United game. Two of them, you had to pay five bucks to get on Peacock. The other one was for the whole world to see on, the, on free national TV. And I'm going to let y'all figure out which that game was. How massive we are! So <laughs> everybody wants to see everybody wants to see us win or lose. So I mean, uh, but let's, let's yeah. I on. mean, you can't you can't argue with uh, you know Manchester United being some of the or if not the best club ever in the Premier League, just the Premier League though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll move on to some major news going on the Ballon d'Or. Uh, can you uh, give us a recap of you know who won? Where they stood at, city, all that stuff. Who won it? Who, you know, who was one through five, one through ten, whatever you have. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I don't, especially how great in form he was, and how, I guess the, how would you say it? I, I don't want to say the fall or the decline of Messi and Ronaldo, but you know, I guess if you want to go that route and say their decline, you know, it opened the door for somebody to, you know, burst in the scene and claimed that Ballon d'Or. And then this year, it was Benzema, and it was well-deserved. He had, uh, I believe, he had 44 goals and 15 assists and 46 appearances. So I got here that he basically direct, he was, he contributed to a goal every 66 minutes. So basically, once a game, he was involved in a goal or an assist. And, you know, we're talking about he won the, he helped win the, the Champions League, and honestly, what was it against City? He basically carried them to that one, and and Chelsea. So, you know, he was definitely you know a well deserved win. And uh, you know, I guess the, the one that was surprising, based on the last episode when we had Walter on, that um, I believe he said my neck kind of fell off at the beginning of last year. Well, I guess earlier this year. Yeah, and he finished second. He finished second. So. It's one of those things that I was like, oh, wow. I was surprised I about that, you. too. And I was telling your brother about it. Uh, but Salah, I think uh, he was telling me Manet beat him in the, the African Cup. So yeah. So it was a little bit yeah. surprising. But at the same time, when you really think about it, I guess not super surprising. But I would say but for the first time in a long time, Benzema winning, like there was no questions asked. Like whether you were a Barcelona fan or you were just a, a French hater or you just hated Benzema, you, you couldn't. There was like no one... Everyone knew he was going to win. You know, there was years where you're like, it could be Messi, it could be Ronaldo, it could be this guy, it could be that guy. This year, I think everyone knew, and I don't think anybody's complaining. 100%. Benzema deserved it. Went crazy, went dummy. And yeah, I think he's uh, fully flourished into uh, one of the top number nines in the world. And well, fully well-deserved. I, 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 think, I think he's finally getting his due. You know when you when you when you were quote unquote always playing behind the, you know underneath the shadows of a guy like Cristiano, right? Where you have to feed the beast that is Cristiano. You know maybe the stats weren't showing up for him in terms of goals, but he's always been great. You know holding the ball, you know possessing, and then you know just that guy that does the dirty work up top, 
Yeah. So now that he was the guy per se, now obviously the stats showed up for him. I mean, he is a little older now. It's hard to really say, oh, he's he's about to take off, but you know, because you know, I I do realize it's the La Liga in terms of you could be productive later in life in compared to like the Premier League, let's say. Uh, so, you know, I, I've always liked him since he came in as one of the quote unquote Galacticos, and uh, he finally gets his due and. You know, just to round out the the top five, it was De Bruyne as number three, Lewan Golski, as some people call him, four, and then Salah Golski. five. Yeah, and it was actually uh, for yeah, the yeah. first. It was the first time in sixteen years that neither Ronaldo or Messi make the balloon top three. Uh, Ronaldo yeah. was actually hey. in twentieth place, and then um, I don't even see Messi to be honest with you. But I mean, we all know he had a really difficult time uh, transitioning into to PSG, the so. Farmers League. Into the yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah into the farmers league I, you know we can get into that discussion at the time I just yeah. you know but I think he will definitely be up there again I think he's uh he's coming back into you know the Messi that we know man I'm gonna see him back yeah. at Barcelona I think I will and hopefully they figure out this financial situation because he definitely deserves at least his you know his goodbye game but yeah you know definitely an end of an era uh first time in 16 years I mean that's insane and then you know one of, like you know one of the goats for the, a lot of people that have watched you know like us growing up, being in 20th place behind, you know, people like Fabinho or Halar or, you know, goddamn Erling. Oh, no, Haaland's definitely up there. But, you know, like uh, yeah. Casemiro was above Ronaldo, which is crazy. Yeah. But, you know, like we said, I guess we got to face it. It is an end of an era, and it's sad to see. You were going to say something, though. I feel like I cut you off. No, I was just going to say, you know, trying to add some little salt to uh, Messi. Fans wounds that he'd even place top twenty five, top thirty. So, and my boy Ronaldo, <laughs> old goat, still going strong. <laughs> I know. So, but uh, super congratulations to Benzema. It's his first one, and he actually became the second oldest player to ever win the award. He's thirty four, uh, and the oldest was an Englishman named Stanley Matthews, and he won that uh, Ballon d'Or at fifty six, which was the very first one that they actually gifted. Holy crap! Yep, he won it at 41. So if you are like 36 and you're like, oh, I can't do this. I'm too old for this. No, you're just being a punk. You're not too old. You can do this. Or hey, or your pockets ain't that deep, probably. But maybe back okay. in those days. Okay, all right, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I was I was reading a little a little sidetrack, but I mean, it is still about sports, about the Babe Ruth uh, diet. The man would eat like a porterhouse steak, four hot dogs, two things of Coke, some whiskey, and then for dinner he'd eat another two two, two steaks, another four hot dogs, some Coke, and some more whiskey. And this man was like the greatest baseball player of all time, which is insane. Um, but it's just that's how much the game has uh, evolved as far as how players, you know, take care of their bodies and stuff. But yeah, 41, uh, 1956, he won the first Ballon d'Or. Uh, crazy. So if you're balling, you're 36, 37, man, you still got time to to ball out. Definitely yeah. go out there and, and enjoy. I know I'm going to play until I can't no more. And I'm sure you're going to do the same. It's just yes, sir. this game is hey, beautiful. Hey, on, and then on the flip side, you know, we talk about hey, old geezers. Hey, uh, Gabby won the U21. And younger, basically the, yeah, the uh, you're old, younger than twenty one. Yeah, you know, best player of the world, Gabi from Barcelona took that one. Where was uh, so, where was Pedri? Was Pedri like Pedri? Yeah, is, is Pedri not under twenty one? I thought he was pretty young. I mean, he might be. I, th- I mean, I can check, but he wasn't even on the on the list. Oh, you're talking about the Copa, the Copa Trophy, the twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're talking about. No, it no. was Gabi, yeah, like the- Eduardo Camavinga. 
Bukayo Saka was eighth place. Okay, I see what you're saying. I mean, no, yeah. Like, we were talking about, you know, and we're going to get to it. Matter of fact, we'll go ahead and transition to it after this. Um, so, yeah, Gabi, on that one, I see what you're saying. And then, you know, just a shout out to, oh, and the best keeper went to Courtois from Courtois. Madrid. We had uh, Allison second, Ederson third, Mendy fourth. Um, Real quick, yeah. do you think, you do you think, I mean, not, I'm not saying he's not deserving, but you think for Courtois, it was more so because they won the Champions League? Because remember one year, Canavaro won it, it was basically because of the World Cup. The year that uh, do you think? Yeah, it was where, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 20, I think that, 2006. I, man, I think that, you know, the name of being a Real Madrid's keeper, because in my opinion, I don't know why the hell they got him, being that they had Navas. And then Navas goes to PSG, does his fucking thing for them, and then they pick up Donnarumma. Like, they're just setting this guy aside. Like, he won three Champions, Champions Leagues for Real Madrid, and they just tossed him aside. Shit was wild to me. Um, but, no, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, as far as the best goalkeepers go, I mean, looking at this list, I think, I think, he, I think he wins it. Um, Allison being second and Ederson third. Those two, I could see Ederson being second, Allison third. But, I mean, I'm not arguing with it. I I think that's exactly how it is. And then from 4 to 10, uh, I think, yeah, that's fair. Hugo Lloris being 10th. Yep, after what he gifted us. Yeah, I, I can see that. And then yours. Well, well that. Go ahead. Well, I, I don't think they were like, oh, shit, he gifted the other goal. Let me drop the number no, 10. No, no, I, I know. It's just banter, banter. <laughs> no, for yeah, sure. No, I get you. Um, and then as far as the woman, uh, Alexia Putellas from Barcelona, despite having an injury for so long, she actually still took it and she wins it back to back. Uh, she won it last year and she won it this year. So fucking baller, plays for Barcelona. If you guys don't know much about women's football, she won that. Uh, we also had, you know, top three is Beth Mean. She plays for Arsenal. And then Sam Kerr uh, plays for Chelsea. Uh, but yeah, those are one, two, three for the women's. Gavi won the, basically the youth award. Uh, Courtois wins, best keeper. And then uh, Manchester City won club of the year or some shit. I don't know. But, you know, after giving us that 1-0 loss to Liverpool, you can have Club of the Year. Thank you for giving us that four-point clearance. Um, they have to give them something. <laughs> right. I mean, they don't got fans. They got to make people think that they actually have fans. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Fake-ass fans. Super fake-ass fans. Except you, Jose. Uh, Shout-out to you, Jose. I know you listen. I know you're a real fan, allegedly. But uh, <laughs> anyways. I, 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 need to, I, I need to see people give me a list of uh... – Manchester City players pre two thousand nine, and let's see how that goes yeah, without that. having to Google them. Yeah. <laughs> For real, and these Liverpool fans, jeez yeah, Louise. Right. But anyways, um, so moving on to a Clásico, I'm be honest with you, man. It was a bit, it was a bit underwhelming. For a Clásico, I know we told our listeners, you know, you got to catch this one, and I'm sorry, it wasn't, it wasn't what I expected it to be. It was. I think Barca just really, really underperformed. It was like a kick around in the park for Real Madrid. I'm sorry if I'm hurting your feelings. I know they scored. But, I mean, this was so comfortable for Madrid. And then people were telling me, what, Barca was possessing? Yeah, but it looked like Madrid let them have it. It's like they didn't really care about it. You're not doing shit with the ball anyways. You can have the ball. And, I mean, I think if you watched the game, you'd agree with me, whether you're a Barcelona fan or a Madrid fan. I'm not trying to talk shit about Barcelona. It just looked underwhelming, uh, underperforming. The only spark you guys had were the youth. Uh, and when Ansu Fati came in, crazy run. That's exactly what y'all needed. Showed some fucking heart for the club. Showed that he loved this club. Went on, made a great play, and, and got them the goal. He didn't score it, but it was his run that kind of led up to the goal. Um, Madrid obviously still looks levels ahead. Barcelona are still clearly in their in the rebuild uh, of, a, of a new project under a new manager. 
and Real Madrid just looked just honestly levels ahead. I don't know if you saw it any differently. There was that, you know, the whole PK, uh, Cole's thing, but look, it was soft, but, and, and the commentators, I feel really did a bad job because they kept saying he just left the ball. He sold, but you know, he was stepped on. It was a PK. When you watch it, he got stepped on. Like, you got to be blind not to see it. Now, yes, he could have sold it, but the commentator saying, like, oh, I didn't see anything. That was never a PK. Like, you you really just throwing more salt on, like, people saying, like, oh, Madrid buys a title, Madrid this, Madrid that. Which, if you're a football fan, it's really fucking annoying because clearly Real Madrid outplayed y'all. Regardless of not, they were still going to win the game. But the commentators were a bit annoying, in my opinion, as far as them saying, like, no, there's no foul there. I can't believe what the ref called. I don't know where y'all were watching it, but the one I was watching in English, like, that shit... It was bad because it was a PK. It was soft. It could have gone either way, but for them to say nothing was there, I thought that was bad. But regardless of which, I saw that Madrid completely being more dominant than Barcelona. Again, I love... I mean, I'm a Madrid fan, but, you know, if Barcelona outplayed them, then I'm going to let them know that. And I don't know if yeah. you saw it any different. Did you see it any different than I did? No. Hey, this just completed, like, the, a shit week for... Uh... Barcelona, with basically being out of the Champions League as well during the week, uh, and then losing to their biggest rival, uh, to just kind of, you know, put that cherry on top for their shitty week. So, hey, but hey, the Drake curse, you know them, H, you know them, uh, Drake Barcelona jerseys. Like, what was it like? They dropped the night before. Yeah, because of his fiftieth uh, million yeah. stream on Spotify. Hey, they, yeah, they went they, hard. I'm not gonna lie, that jersey went yeah, crazy. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, but yeah, everybody knows about the Drake curse. When he roots for your team or he's linked to your team. Hey, this motherfucker. Hey, it's GG. Hey, this it's motherfucker GG. put on a fucking Arsenal jersey, too. Good thing we ain't playing this week. Hey, hey you know, he puts on anybody's jersey. Hey, I, all I know is I saw my man get into a fucking... Uh, he was uh, part of uh, Kentucky's uh, warm-up drills. And my man's... I, I think he thought he was Steph Curry from the three and fucking airball that shit. Nothing but air. He didn't even get it on the rim. Uh, what did you think oh about boy, the PK? Uh, Drake strikes again. Drake, hey, Drake never never misses. Hopefully, he misses with his Arsenal thing for sure. Um, but as far <laughs> as the the super weak PK, or I mean, it was a weak PK. But was it a PK in your opinion? What do you think? I mean, I think it was. And then you also have to think about it this way. You know, when you're playing at home, it adds a little bit of an element to it. You know, it, it puts more pressure on the ref to just and even VAR, let's say. To be like, hey, we gotta give him this call. If it's if it's one of those that if you call it PK and then you have to show proof that it's not, you like right, you have to reverse it, show uh like proof that you can reverse it. In those type of cases, it's usually home cooking there. And I mean, like like you said though, I don't think it would have mattered. I think Real Madrid deserved this win. Uh, I mean, possession, like I told you, possession you can have seventy percent possession, but it's what you do with it. So. Uh, Real Madrid showed that they're the better team right now, and it's true. I mean, like I said, right right now Barcelona is going through some stuff as a club. It's just uh, I don't want to say shambles, but you know, there's a lot of things going on, you know, behind the scenes as well, and obviously financials and all that bad stuff, I guess. Um, but if if they believe Xavi is the guy to navigate them through this tough time, then you know, obviously he played there, and we all know his resume, but. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it's all about results. And, yeah, you'll obviously give them a little 
extra more time. Uh, but I mean, you got to eventually start to win. I mean, I guess we'll see. I feel like I'm not saying he's in trouble, but you know, it's definitely. Uh, I mean, it's still gonna be between Real Madrid and Barcelona. I don't think it's over. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just you know, no. I I would hope people don't over exaggerate and be like, oh, La Liga's over. You know, you typically get you know from both sides, right? So if Barcelona would have won, oh, you know, we got the league, or you know, vice versa. So I, it's it's still up up for grabs, but you know, definitely Barcelona's gotta step it up. Yeah, it was one of like I was telling. Uh chat last week i feel like it is one of those games that almost basically decide uh, the season i'm not saying the season's over I, barcelona definitely has the talent and 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 the youngins that they have and even you know some of the more experienced guys i feel like they can you know put a shift on you never know there could be some injuries on madrid or madrid just falls off it could just it could happen so i don't think that the league is over but i definitely think that these these games are massive i i don't think barcelona was ready at all and i mean yeah, it almost looked like a varsity team scrimmaging against a JV team. And when they come with, like, you know, they had possession, this and that, yeah, but it seems like, like I said, Madrid were okay with it. They weren't, they didn't feel in danger. Although I will say uh, the comfortability and the space that Madrid allowed Barcelona towards the end actually gave Ansu Fati uh, to make that great run for Barca's first goal. So, but they definitely have some some sparks in it as far as, like, what they what can they look forward to. Um, and they should be hopeful. I think they'll be fine. Hopefully this the next El Clasico will uh definitely be a little yeah, bit more exciting I mean, than this one. But even the possession in in the stat when you look at the stats, it was not like it was like sixty five thirty five. I mean it was fifty seven forty three. That's I mean obviously you know Barcelona had more, but I mean it's not like it's exaggerated how high it was a couple of years back and even before that where they would have sixty plus easy and. Real Madrid would just try to win it on the counter. Yeah. And, so. and actually, I think there was a there was a foul in the box on Leo where he got, like, sandwiched. I wouldn't have been mad with the, that one being called. I, I, in my opinion, and I think anybody could agree with me, they was, would have still lost the game. But I, it, there is an argument for that one. I think Lewandowski was going, and they kind of basically sandwiched him. It wasn't, like, a super bad. I think, in my opinion, the Rodrigo one was a bit more clear. And like you said, when you slow anything down with VAR, it looks bad. And without VAR, I don't yeah. think they would have called that. Uh, but when you slow it down to that slow, you know, you can a fly can hit you on your face, and it looks like the most painful thing. But whatever VAR oh, yeah. apparently is part of the game now. Go ahead. Yeah. No. Yeah. But like I said, VAR is is still an element of human error. So like I'll use this as an example. You know, for people that said, oh, I don't know, find some type of algorithm maybe. I mean, in college football, you know, American um, here in the states. They would used to have a computer kind of do the rankings for, you know, who's number one, who's number two. And eventually, like, people were like, oh, how the fuck are they doing the math here? So then they went to people deciding, and then, you know, people started to complain. Hey, you know, it's, you know, what are you basing it off of? So I think it's the same for football, you know, the real football, to be <laughs> like, right, no VAR. People are like, oh, you got to implement something, you know, to, you know, for calls like this, you know, like the, the no era penal. Yeah. Uh, shit like that, where he's like, if you know, if there was some type of technology, this wouldn't have been a PK. And then obviously you have plays like, uh, I guess you can say that Arsenal United one, where uh, you know the foul that took away the goal. You'd be like, oh, that's bullshit. You know, in the regular game they didn't call it, and it would have been a goal. You know, shit like that, right? So, you know, it's you know VAR, whatever you want to think of it. I think it's a necessity. I think it's done more 
good thing than bad, but we can obviously go off on a fucking analysis there in a whole episode yeah. of VAR. And yeah, and I feel, yeah, well, just to add to it, you're right. Just to add to it, a lot of people say like it's inconsistent. I feel like no matter what, even if you get the VAR and you see the video, it's still up to the referee to make a decision. So the decisions, yeah. technically, the inconsistency still comes from human error. Um, so, I mean, you know, VAR is just there to provide an extra look at it. Whether you think it should have been called back or if it was a foul or if it wasn't a foul, was it handball, wasn't a handball, it's still a ref, a human being that's still making that call. So if it's wrong, technically it's still human error. But again, you know, it's part of the game now. Some of us hate it. Some of us love it. It is uh, definitely tough to to make your, you know, your, your piece on it. Hopefully the consistency just gets a little better and as far as what they're going to call, what they're not going to call. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Definitely is. Um, but yeah, I guess as far as this being a pretty short episode, I, I do have a few more things. We did forget to mention um, the Jared Mueller Award, top striker for the second consecutive year. It's actually uh, Lewandowski for this year. We forgot to mention that. Uh, he has 57 goals. And then the whole Pedri thing, actually Pedri is not under 21 anymore. So Gavi succeeded him because uh, he won it last year. Wait, but... I saw Pedri was night is nineteen. Well, I said Gavi succeeded teammate Pedri for the award crown and the best young men's player. Could be. Oh, so it could be. I don't know. Think, no, he is nineteen. I don't know if it's just one of those things that hey, you win it once, that's it. I don't know why he wouldn't be on the top ten. That's what's confusing confusing me. Yeah. Hey, I'm sure. Internet sure and our sources sometimes is, is crazy. Yeah. Um, hey, we're relying on Wally News right now. Straight, like, uh, this is all straight Wally News. Go blame him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, uh, but real quick, real quick on uh, Lewandowski, and the whole Bayern thing. Do you think that league? I mean, hey, all congratulations to him. But do you think it's like one of those things? Because the Bundesliga is almost unwatchable. I I don't know if you would agree because there's Bayern Munich and then there's everybody else. I know there was a time that uh, Borussia Dortmund with uh would kind of put up a fight and win, but now it's kind of like well. Any team that competes against us will just buy their best players, which is what they've been doing. So when you buy all, when you have all the talent, basically, and obviously you have a great forward and then Wondolski, doesn't it make your, uh, all the people they, that would be hating on, on Holland, wouldn't that just make your job in, in a quote-unquote lesser league, wouldn't that make your job a little easier? Or what do you think? Um, so I feel like I'm not fully understanding what you're asking here. No, I'm saying like, do you, as in, okay, you have a, I, like I said, I think the Bundesliga is, is like. It's a good just, league, but just it, not the EPL. No, I don't think it's a good league because Bayern Munich just runs it because I feel like they buy up all the competition's players. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Right, so I, so I feel like. Does that would would you say that that kind of takes away a little bit from Lewandowski? Oh, the credibility he, of of the goals, the amount of goals that he's been scoring as far as when yeah, he was at Bayern I mean, Munich. Yeah, I mean, because like I said, you you buy up all the talent. I mean, anyways, you are the team. You you are the team. So I mean, now you can fucking go off. Like you have all the talent, and uh, basically a team is formed around you for you to bang in the goals. I mean, I guess that's almost like you're, I mean, it's like you're playing on rookie mode almost. But you know, Liwa being an older guy and kind of, I feel like that's why people don't shit on him that much. And he's been very, you know, consistent. Regardless if they give you everything around you, sometimes it doesn't work out. Like you, the level of consistency that this man has 
you know, maintain being a top number nine striker in the world is uh, on another level. But, you know, people are always going to, they're always going to want to throw salt on something that's new and coming out and people are talking about it. I don't know why. I feel like that's what's going on with Haaland. Um, I think he's a great player. Yes, he's young. Could he make mistakes? Of course he can make mistakes. But the numbers don't lie. The numbers are there. Now, yes, he is surrounded by a you know, Man City team, but as you can see, they're not invincible. And by the way, you know this is a, another year that goes by that team doesn't go undefeated. Shout out to the Invincibles. But as you can see, Man City isn't invincible. Um, you can, they can be beat. So they're not perfect. But... <sighs> That's a tough one, George. But, but, uh, That's a tough one yeah, as the, far as the credibility. Yeah, but here's the thing. Go they, ahead. They've won 10 in a row, 10 titles, Bayern Munich. For the last 10 years, they've been champions. I mean, I mean, and Lewandowski's been there. Uh, so, you know, it's one of those things. Like I said, look, I'm not going to say here he's not a great striker because he is. But, uh, and, and then how you said about Haaland, it's almost like with the whole thing, Cristiano being ranked in the top 20, could you say because he scored all those goals in the Premier League, it gives it credibility? Like, if he bangs 25 in the MLS, I don't think he's... Or, let's say, even in uh, the French League, I don't know if he's, he makes the top 25. I mean, the, the Premier League gives you a little bit more credibility, wouldn't you say? I think no matter where, I think the Premier League would definitely always give you more credibility, regardless of any other league in the world. Um, that, I mean, that's, it's the top league. It's the most... Watch league. It's the most lovely. I think it's the most. I think it's the hardest league to play in. That's what I. I would have loved Messi to come to Man City, and then it would really been op. Um, but no, I. I we'll, yeah. we'll have to wait and see as far as like how can you know consistent Holland can stay. It's, I don't think he'll keep up what he's doing right now because those numbers are fucking crazy. But I think he'll break the record for if he stays healthy. Hopefully he stays healthy because I have him on Premier League. I mean on my fantasy Premier League team. If he stays healthy, I think he'll break the yeah. record for most goals scored. Uh, without a doubt. And I think he'll yeah. buy like three or four for sure. But as far oh, as yeah. Lewandowski, I mean, for that's sure. a good question as far as like for our listeners. Like, what do you think? Like, does it, you know, Lewandowski was playing. For, I, I see what you're saying now. Playing for Bayern Munich. You're basically, somebody does good in your league. You're buying them. It's basically the all-star team of the Bundesliga. And then you have that yep. striker that goes and scores all these goals because of the people he's surrounded with. I mean, yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a pretty fair question. I, I don't see why people yeah. don't kind of yeah. bash on him for that. But I mean, regardless yeah. of which, he's still he's still top tier. He's still right up there with the you know the best of the best, being a number nine. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's not. Yeah, no, but no doubt. You know, it's just like like you said, it's one of those things to, to consider. Yeah, that was a good question. I was I was not expecting that. Um, but yeah, as far as our listeners, shoot me a message. What do y'all think, man? I for like that's that, yeah. that's legit. Hey. Hey, I can I can already see it from the uh, Barcelona fans. Hey, George is on some shit. Hey, he's in Miami snorting oh, some crack or something. Wilding, wilding, some wilding. No, I'm I'm not doing any of that. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, don't do that, Georgie. Also, congratulations <laughs> on closing on your home. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, congratulations on your. I'm saying it's a boy, but hopefully it is. On yeah. the future Ballon d'Or winner? Future Ballon d'Or uh, winner. <laughs> hey, e e either way, either way, right? Boy or girl. Boy or girl. I'm getting that, oh, I'm getting that child in yeah. Arsenal jersey to wear. Oh, Kavi. I don't know about that one, boss. <laughs> Anyways, a uh, few more things before we let you guys go. Uh, Chelsea have confirmed that Reese James will miss eight weeks after his knee injury suffered against AC Milan, and he will miss the World Cup. So it actually adds Ooh. a little bit of spice to what England is, will do. Uh, 
Trent, uh, Trent Anderson, as we call him, uh, did come in for that game. And sorry about the whole Mitrovic thing for whoever dropped Mitrovic or didn't put him in. Uh, I also didn't put him in, and this guy scored. I did, you know, he's they, they said he was going to be out. He was in. But, you know, we're trying to give you Javi, as Javi, much he, news as we, we can give you. Go ahead. What were you saying? Hey, yeah. Even the guys that get paid to make these predictions probably didn't think that Mitrovic was doing it. So uh, there's nothing to apologize for. for sure. uh, Thank you, George. Making me feel so, good. And, and, yeah. And I mean, and, and just to be fair, it was a PK. So let's, let's not get carried That's away. That's true. I mean, he still scores. Still, he's still that guy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, but, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Uh, go ahead. The Luis, Luis Diaz, uh, his injury, so he's not going to require surgery, but he will miss uh, approximately six to eight weeks. Um, so it'll probably put him out. He probably, what well, I mean, Colombia's not going to the World Cup, but he will be out after the World Cup break. Um, so he's going to miss about 10 to 12 games. Hopefully he comes back sooner, uh, but it's not as serious. He doesn't require surgery, so that is uh, definitely some good news. Yeah. So yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, mm-hmm. real quick. Since we're doing uh, news, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, it's, it, it was just thrown around apparently from the Glacier uh, Glacier family, United's uh, owners, that they're uh, they're valuing selling the club at ten million. Ten million. Uh, so ten uh, ten billion. Oh, billion, I was sorry. about to say ten million seems shit. Ten. Hey, I'll go, hey, I'll go oh, take it alone. Go buy them. I know, right? Uh, Ten billion. Uh, just to show how massive we are. As far as ten billion, Manchester United. Uh, yeah, because you know, there's it's always been an uproar about the Glaciers family selling the club, and and um, apparently they came out saying it was ten billion and it's yours. Damn. Uh, hopefully, so, hopefully they move the the club in the right direction. I don't, I don't see a, a plan for United. Like I don't, you know. I just don't see it. I don't know what's going on there. But hopefully they figure it out. I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think it is, as far as the Premier League goes, it's probably the biggest club in the Premier League history. You know, it doesn't go back as far as you guys might think. We'll we'll have an episode on the whole history of it. But, yeah, I mean, hopefully they have something. Like, damn, since Fergie left, you guys have been in shambles. Yeah. Uh, Well, I I mean, even then, uh, I don't want to get too too carried away but let's just say we've at least placed all right but uh yeah Javi, so i guess we gotta we just uh need to tell spotify that instead of 100 million we need 10 billion so we can go buy this club 10 billion then we go we'll go buy them 10 billion but anyways he's heard that spotify we, we, now we're looking for 10 billion 10 billion now when we get we walk. what do you say a hundred million dollar deal shit a hundred million we'll be we'll be all right we'll do a fan fest for yeah. all the people here <laughs> lovely people from uh from atlanta but We'll figure that out. Anyways, uh, thank you for joining me, Georgie. Thank you for everybody listening. It was a short episode, but again, we'll come back next week with an episode that's slightly longer, give you guys results from game week 11, game week 12. We won't be putting out a predictions episode, but we will write it down, so we'll keep tabs on you know who's predicting what. That way, we'll see who ends up winning between me, George, and Chacon. But yeah, yeah, that's that's already over. But we're just we're just playing for. I lives. think I think I think you're way ahead. <laughs> no, but it's, I, just, uh, no, I, just I think I you just are ahead by a long shot. But we'll see. Uh, I think we we all got a bunch wrong this week. We weren't that that good. But oh yeah, we'll see for sure for sure. Anyways, good night, Georgie. Good night, everybody. Peace. Peace.
Thank you guys for joining us on Foot News. We appreciate you guys listening all the way through. Please message us with any feedback that you might have on Instagram at Shavimira, X-A-V-I underscore M-I-R-A. And at George Saldana, that's J-R-G, Saldana, all together. See you guys next week. Much love. Peace. Hey, maybe, hey, maybe in three years, we'll, we'll be like Joe Rogan, signing $100 million uh, deals with Spotify. You know?